Welcome to On the Line, uh, a podcast for tennis players, coaches, and fans. I'm your host, Jenny Robb. Today on the line, we have Davor DeCaris. Um, he is the high-performance coach at Stone Creek Club and Spa in Covington, Louisiana. And he's also the founder of Tennis House, which has more than 13,000 members on Facebook. Um, and they just had their first conference in um, this past uh, November. So, uh, Devor, thank you so much for, for being here today. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So you're, you're from Berlin. So tell me a little bit about how you um, came to the States. All right. Yeah, I was uh, born and raised in, uh, in Berlin, Germany, and um, my parents are from Croatia. And um, I lived there 29 years. And um, yeah, I, uh, I studied uh, Spanish and sports science and uh, made my master in that and lived in Spain. And then um, 2009, at the end of the year, I just came to New Orleans and uh, yeah, and I liked it here. It's a, it's a pretty cool city. And then I met Brett Custer, our uh, tennis director here. And um, he saw me playing at the tournament. At that time, I was uh, still a little bit younger and I could move a little bit better than <laughs> I do and, uh, now after nine years. And uh, yeah, so he saw me and he asked me if I would like to uh, work with him. And, um, I thought it's a beautiful club where I work at, at Stone Creek Club and Spa here, and uh, I could not say no. And at that time, I was almost done with my studies. I just had to finish uh, my master, and uh, that's how I started here. Yeah. Well, well, we're very lucky to have you in the southern section as a, another southern girl, so I, I'm glad you're here, and I know that it's Thank you. it's better for everyone here that you're here. So um, <laughs> what uh, what other sports did you play growing up? Well, I played uh, soccer. Soccer is big in Europe, obviously, and here also, like, it's number one sport here on the North Shore, too, like where I live here, and, uh, and I think in the U.S. Uh, yeah, I played 14 years soccer, and uh, basically until I was 15, and then I had to decide if I want to go pro in tennis, or uh, I was an okay soccer player, too, so I, I might have uh, played pretty well soccer too but uh yeah i love tennis and uh my passion is tennis and uh yeah i went to the nikki peelish tennis academy with um 16 and a half where gulbis and Djokovic are from uh, at that time and uh, i had a great time there and um yeah always try to improve and played in europe uh, a couple of future tournaments and um yeah at the end of the day how i like how a lot of people i had to realize that uh there are too many good guys out there. Uh, there, there are guys uh, where when I had matches uh, at 40 Celsius was like 100 Fahrenheit and they I make them run left and right and hit every ball and then they don't even sweat. So I was like, all right, I guess that's it, you know. And then, uh, yeah, I, I played um, German team tennis in the Regionalliga, which has is very competitive, like number one and two. And, you know, usually play, you're playing against uh, something like five, six hundred in the world ATP ranking. So it's uh, it's very competitive. So that's, that's very my, competitive. Yeah, where my playing background, and as I said, there were many other better players, and um, yeah, and I fell in love with teaching. I always did that, and I started with seventeen at my first club, and um, yeah, taught my whole life basically. So. Oh, that is that is really cool. Um, so how would you say, this is kind of a loaded question, but how would you say your, your background in playing 
other sports growing up um, affects your coaching now? And, you know, are you an advocate of, you know, playing multiple sports or, you know, because yeah. so many kids specialize early and this is, you know, like I said, I know, you know, there's a lot of people that feel very strongly, but I would love to know your thoughts. Yeah. My thoughts are obviously, I think in many books you can read that um, as if you uh, play many sports at the young age, you develop your, your uh, skill set a little bit differently, you know, and, from coordination, you know, everything that's in there, orientation, anticipation, all those things we, we learn, right? Um, yeah, I just think, uh, you know, playing soccer gave me good stamina on the court, you know, and mm -hmm. I played also other sports, you know, field hockey, you know, you always have a low center of gravity, and then I played uh, European handball, it's a fun sport where you have to throw the ball, and, and all those things, I think, you know, uh, are very, very good to develop your, your skill set. And then at some point, you know, since we go with the time and uh, all the players, you know, they they get this uh, specialized training earlier. I think, you know, when you're like 12, 13, in my eyes, you should know where you want to go um, with your sports, you know. And then I think it's also uh, time, you know, to spend more hours on the court. You know? and, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, but yep. uh, yeah, my, my opinion is definitely like uh, play as many sports as you can, because I think every sport you, you play will transfer into the future in, in, in tennis, you know, and you might not know it at 13, 14 that you develop that develop some skills, you know, you, you might even see it in later at 19, 20 that those sports help you to become the player uh, you are. You know, so oh, I think for sure. Important. For sure. Um, do you have a favorite tennis memory? <laughs> favorite tennis memory yeah <laughs> one favorite tennis memory it's quick it's, uh, we played and in europe where i'm from in germany you play uh, like like you would you play for your states you know for louisiana alabama or you know wherever you're from and you play other states uh -huh. and we, we played in um, bavaria and i was from berlin and uh, that was under i think it was under 18 or under 16 i can't remember and i played number one yeah, that was one of my biggest wins. I, I beat the number 16 in the country at that time, and I remember that because, um, yeah, we, we uh, always lost against Bavaria, against the South, and uh, I was the only guy that, that uh, won in three sets, and uh, that was one of my best matches I ever played. I remember that, you know, like it was raining, you know, from my size and everything, the balls were heavy, and uh, my coach was fighting for new balls <laughs> in the third set, and... You know, it was, it was just like crazy, and uh, that was fun. Yeah, that was that was one of my best junior matches I ever played. Oh, that that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, very competitive, but uh, it was very very fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, another another big question. Uh, yeah. uh, what would your proudest tennis achievement be? And we can come back if you want to come back to this. Yeah. No, proudest achievement is always, um, you know. Too many coaches fall in, fall into the philosophy that they have to create ATP players and WTA players, right? And mm -hmm. we always forget that we we influence. We have a very very uh, um, strong job, like in, it's a very important job, you know. Like all those kids out there, they're, they're not a lot of there are a lot of kids that are maybe not perfectly fit, you know, and like you know, and there are kids that want to become through tennis a little bit more active and. I have a lot of kids that come to me that way and uh, biggest achievement and what I love the most is when I get those kids through those junior years mm -hmm. and uh, you, you, you know, I develop, they develop a great personality 
and you know they they're active they maybe try other sports also i was out through tennis you know and i just uh, you know, we are life coaches and i think that was that's what a lot of people always forget you know our my our my main clients are you know this 80 90 percent where you know you have that average person and you you want to keep them a lifelong tennis player that can play with a husband or wife you know in the future and then they know you know get them the technique pretty well and then just make you know making sure you're you're like a life coach and a lot of people forget that and then i think it's a very important job as as well as uh, being a teacher and those those jobs you know they're not paid enough like being a teacher and you know tennis job tennis pro depends where you are but those are very important jobs because besides being home the kids spend the most time with the coaches right and that's where where it's so important to to create um human beings that just fit perfectly in into a society with you know they're like just healthy beings and, and treat other people with respect you know and that's, that's the main goal and if you have those really good players you know that are top in the nation or top in the world it's it's fun to coach them you know and uh but uh, mainly our job is you know to guide those juniors through those years and the adults too you know like you have a lot of adults you, know, you can you can get a healthier lifestyle and it's just, just fun you know like and yeah that's that's i consider that the most important and uh, my job for sure oh i could not agree more um you know it's always fun and very rewarding to to you know have an athlete you've worked with you know achieve a, a college scholarship wherever that might be on the spectrum whether it's a big school in D1 or, or, or something smaller and, it, you know, but they're all important without a doubt. And so that that's obviously has its rewards, but I, I completely agree. If you take an adult that, um, you know, has, has goals of getting healthier and is taking up yeah. a new hobby or wants to do something with their marriage and play tennis with their spouse or, or, you know, there the family aspect of this. I mean, there's so many opportunities with tennis to do more than just, you know, one route. Um, and so I, I love what I love your words on that. And, and I yeah. agree completely. I mean, I just know that that some of the proudest moments I have are, are not the players that went on to, to play these, you know, more prestigious events possibly, but which certainly deserve their own place, but maybe the player that, you know, had very little experience and, uh, it was maybe athletically not as, as, as gifted as some others, but yeah. like you say, you, you know, you develop a, a lifelong love of the game and, and that exactly. contributes to so many other things. So I, I love, I love your words there. Thank you for that. Um, did you have any uh, superstitions when you played? Yes. I always had to tie my right shoe. If I tied my left shoe, I lost already. It doesn't matter who I played. <laughs> I could have lost against a five-year-old who just started to play if I tied my left shoe. So now as a coach, um, how do those types of things um, play into rituals? Or, or how, how do you coach your kids or, or, or athletes, adults, whoever you're coaching as far as developing their own rituals? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, rituals, every every person has his or her own uh, rituals, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, like taking uh, the, the shoe thing is just one thing, but the <laughs> home court, for example, when they, you know, when they surf, everybody has his own, you know, I try to be there as uh, less strict as possible. I let them develop their own, you know, style and, 
But if someone bounces the ball 400 times like nobody <laughs> do, you know, I tell them, all right, you know, maybe a little bit less. But no, I mean, superstition, I think that's fun and funny, too, if it's uh, if it's in the right uh if it's a, if it's the right amount, let's put it this right, way. Right, right. Yes, yes. It can be useful. Yeah. Yeah. It can be useful. It's true. It can be useful. <laughs> but wait, I have actually. I have a lady who takes really like who takes so long when she serves. You know, and I was double splitting. It's like freezing cold there. <laughs> I always make fun. You know, I always say like, you know, you do that on purpose so your opponent falls asleep and freezes. Right? So, you know, those things, you know. That, you know, when you're like you see or whatever, and you teach them, I just don't change it anymore. I just, uh, you know, then I'm just having a good time on the court. Oh yeah, no, that's great. That's great. <laughs> um, is there something you do in every practice? Yeah, I have uh, certain routines. Uh, I start off with my little ones that are four or five that I teach how to warm up. They learn from the beginning. You know, that was one thing in my studies. We learn in sports science didactics and pedagogics where uh yeah from the beginning from day one on they know how to warm up they jog their lap they do their dynamic stretching um i i pay a lot of attention when i get the first time i have someone let's say they're like four or five and they come to me they they know exactly uh how it's going to look like and then you don't have any issues when they're 12 13 they know how they warm up and it's just all about how you structure something that is so important you know when you work with kids for example you know you know, you have to have structure, you have to tell them where they have to stand, markers, it has to be, you know, structured. So, and I, I uh, yeah, I do that for sure. My warm-up is very important. That sets the tone for the lesson, and I start that off with four or five years already. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you you have kids, right? Yeah, I have a almost three-year-old who likes to swing the racket already. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, yeah, and I have two other, I have two stepkids, but, um, yeah, the boy... He, uh, Anthony, he doesn't, he doesn't like tennis so much. He was a mu- musician. And uh, uh-huh. Bella, my little one, uh, she used to, she used to play. And then, uh, you know, it's, tennis can be a tough sport. So Absolutely. she has a little break, and hopefully she's gonna come back at some point. And my sure. little one, the, my Noah, my two and a half year old, he, he's crazy about tennis. And uh, yeah, that's. But I will not be. I will try not to be very pushing and you know you learn from the years of teaching uh let's see where it goes people tell sure. me oh. what you will see you know so uh, <laughs> i'll let it be a surprise what's going to happen uh, to you, never know. <laughs> you never know but but I, I would say that um as far as parenting and coaching you know one there's so many similarities i mean that that's a whole nother topic but you know as parents when you're raising children you know you want to raise independent you know people and um so i mean that's a that's a vast understatement but (laughs) but (laughs) but but, you know as as tennis coaches we want ultimately it's a weird thing to say but ultimately we want to not be needed (laughs) you know that's totally true especially when they when they and also when they play and they're 15 you know they need to know what they do on the court and they um, on their you know they they don't have anyone to help them right so very important the independence you know like i think that's one of the most important things and uh yeah yeah right i mean everything you were saying about you know the rituals and and the kids need to know when they come out or or adults or any athlete anybody that's playing you know that they need to warm up properly, whether the dynamic warm up is, you know, whatever that looks well, like. You I was just yeah. mentioning because, you know, I used to do it and yeah. So. 
Right, right. You know, but they, they don't need you to be there to, to ultimately every time right. tell them. Because you're not going to be able to travel to every tournament. You're not going to be at every exactly. single that's, match. That's and tennis is such yeah. an independent sport yeah. where you can't, you know, in some scenarios you can coach on the court, but in most you can't. And so it is a very independent sport. And so we do have to coach. It's it's a weird thing where we have to coach our players to not need us. <laughs> yeah, like a good example, you know, a good friend of mine, Ante Pavic, she's like 280 in the world, you know, played second round Wimbledon 2013 or 14. He, he's grinding on the Challenger Tour, you know, like he mm -hmm. uh, he's alone in, Gua in South America, I think next week. He tells me, you know, he flies up there. I, I don't know how he's doing it. He's 29. And, you know, like, and wow. that's so important that they have to know, they have to do their own things, you know. And that's not always a coach, especially, you know, both WTA and ATP. There's no money, you know. Right. There's money, maybe money for three, four big tournaments. And then the rest of the time they're by themselves. They need to know what they're doing. And, and if you have, you know, and then kids too, and even if they don't become professional, there are certain routines and certain things you have to start early in the career, you know, and, and that would be awesome also if they stop playing tennis with nine, play basketball or football, sure. whatever, they yeah. need to discipline the same thing, you know, so in school, you know, pay attention, not just sitting around, you know, and then being, it's very important, as you said, you know, so. Absolutely. I mean, we, we have a, a men's pro event at the club where I teach here in Birmingham, um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's a $10,000 men's event. And so it's not like these guys, they don't travel like Federer. You know, <laughs> they, they yeah. don't have a, a, a physio and a chef and a driver and a nanny and yeah. their coach there. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that is quite the luxury. I mean, these guys are mostly there on their own. And yeah. so it really is attributed to their coaches from their junior careers or college careers or whatever it may be to, to again, we coach players to ultimately not need us. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And we did a good job. If that happened, then we did our job. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how would you say your coaching style has evolved over the years? Who? That's a good one. <laughs> that is a big one. We can come back. Like I said, we can always no, come no, back. No. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, definitely, um, you know, I, I was fortunate enough, um, you know, with the time. So I'm teaching since 18 years now. Mm -hmm. to, um, I, I met a lot of coaches. And, um, yeah, I, I, you just pick up things from everybody, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. at the uh, Nikki Pilich Tennis Academy, uh, I was coached by Nikki Pilich. Nikki is a... Uh, Ex Davis Cup coach, former number seven in the world, you know, and uh, you learn a lot of things, you know. Then I came to the States, you know, Mr. Brett Custer, who's my director, I learned a lot on court of, from him. He played Wimbledon um, 1986 and uh, against Johan Creek. And then you just pick up things on court. And I think now, um, you know, I used to read a lot, and now with the social media and everything, you know, I, I watch a lot of YouTube. Um, videos a lot of videos and online and yep and uh i think it became very big and that's that's where the future is heading to you know a lot of uh, video analysis i started to do over the years and you just you just develop a certain interest you have and uh you know david ramos does a great job at the mm -hmm. usta center you know and then i'm fortunate uh, now like andy brandy is uh, my mentor with the uspta um, um developing um career development thing and uh 
since two years almost soon. And uh, Andy is fantastic. So whenever I can, I'm at LSU and, uh, I, you know, I see what he's doing there. And Mark Kovacs is there um, every now and then. And it's just uh, fantastic, you know. So I think I was blessed to be really around good guys, you know. And, um, yeah, so I think um, everybody, I, I think continuous education, obviously, is, is, is just so important. So, so many things changed over the years, you know. And people always discuss, uh, you know, oh, I have to spend money for that and, but it's very important, you know, and then you in the end pick what you like, you know, that's the most important, you know, like you don't have to take everything in what they say, what you think will work and your the way you teach, you know, that is important that, that you pick that and you use that. So that's kind of how I do it, how I did it. And uh, yeah, works all right, I think. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, I, 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 I love continuing education. I mean, I'm, you know, the kind of the workshop lady, but <laughs> that was, <laughs> that I was, I was called that and I, I kind of adopted us. I kind of, I actually kind of like that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, it's a good um, thing. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, so I, I love your passion for continuing education as well. And, um, so you in developing tennis house and the tennis house, uh, conference, um, can you kind of take us through how that all came to be? Yeah, I'll try to be short. Uh, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, um, I think it was, yeah, January, 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, um, you know, I have a couple of friends, uh, in different uh, fields of work, like lawyers or, you know, they have like a platform where you can put cases in and people give their input, you know, mm-hmm. so kind of there, I had a little idea, you know, you know, what, what would it look like for our sport? You know, I never had help when I started teaching, you know, I never knew like, what to do with clay courts and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, do, do I use a, a certain 30 inch thing to brush the courts of four? 48 or what I do you know so I was like if there would be a platform for coaches what was there before but not the way I wanted to use it so um, mm-hmm. you know I wanted to use it especially for coaching and teaching and also other things that happen you know uh, like maintenance things what you can put in and you get input so I started off and I put a lot of my teaching in and uh, you know so it wasn't hated so I was like oh, all right it's growing you know so um, yeah so I started off with 80 80 to 100 coaches I knew personally from around the world, and yeah, we helped each other, you know. And uh, I had to put some technical technical videos for my students in, and uh, you know a lot of them. You know, Krista Olson was in there from Mississippi, yep, and yep. Uh, yeah, just like a lot of guys I, I put in there. You will know them all since you're from the south, <laughs> and um, you know even Mr. Fast, you know Mississippi, and um, mm-hmm. and here in New Orleans, Fred Schwartz is in there. They're all in there now, and. Uh, and then it just grew. So it went to 500 to 1,000. Then other people started to put their students in there, serving technique, questions about court maintenance, you know. And then it started. One guy put something about bubbles on the court, and then he got <laughs> answers, and everybody started to like it. And uh, and then I just um, I took a lot of time. The most important is now, after doing it three years almost, uh, you have to – I handpicked on, at the beginning everybody. So the first mm-hmm. eight – 8,000, I think. I checked every profile that it's a legit wow. person. Um, I checked, you know, people like, let's say Andy Brandy, you know, I know his friends are legit. So, I, you know, I look where are they teaching, would they be interested in, and it just took time and time, and I just invited people, and you, 
you know, every platform gives you different challenges. On Facebook, you can't just add people to a group. You have to friend request them. And that was just a long journey. So that's uh, so. And then, uh, um, yeah, people liked it. And then now uh, I have 13,000 or we are 13,000 coaches from over 100 countries almost now. And uh, and it's interesting. It's I just think it's so cool. You, oh, know, you see yeah. what's happening in uh, in Great Britain, you know, how they teach or in China or like in uh, like anywhere in the world, you know, like you have Africa, South Africa, Germany, Croatia. And, and um, that's a big thing. And I think what a couple of people, unfortunately, still handle really good coaches. But, you know, they are like, yeah, you know, I don't want to waste my time with that. And I understand that. But on the other side, you know, like this is such a powerful tool what people always forget you know if uh, you that's why i always say you do not have to take everything what's in there right right uh, you know the, the thing is we all have our coaching philosophy and we have mm -hmm. let's say 40 50 drills we like or whatever mm -hmm. i'm just saying a number and there's this one thing out of 200 you really love you never saw like the the guy lucas a great guy you know in asia with the high five with the kids right <laughs> so he puts the racket out they you know, right. like you know, yeah and, i like and, that and one yeah they put his hand up, <laughs> so they do the loop right and i never saw that before and i think uh and the the biggest thing and the most important thing is that we does not matter how good people are right so you learn from everybody i learned from coaches somewhere in uh in a, in somewhere in a remote village with people living there in south america and i was like whoa I'm I never saw that, you know. So I think it's so important that people understand that we learn from from each person. Doesn't matter where you're from, what you are, who you are, you can always learn. And then I think now the core um, is they all got it, uh, you know, and they understand it, and they use the platform really well. I just had to kick out three, four people in two and a half years, <laughs> and that's a great number. Usually, people do not want to post because they 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 are scared, you know, it's some right. write something mean or whatever, and. Since I spend uh, a lot of time, you know, um, on it, so I, I, you know, so I can, I can still overview everything, and I try to do it uh, when my wife is in bed. Otherwise, she would probably divorce me. And um, <laughs> no, I, no. By the way, I want to thank her if she sees that that she lets me do all that. And uh, and yeah, it's just like it became something really powerful. And I, one more thing, it is so powerful. People do not understand it. If, if, if there are coaches that just start, you know, we have the discussion, you know, we don't have new coaches coming that are, you know, that are all young guys, you know, yes. they don't know yes. maybe. Yep. And it's so important if they see something really good and, you know, you read posts from, you know, they're really good guys out there. Even Johan Creek is in there and then German mm -hmm. top mm -hmm. coaches. And if you read really good guy, uh, guys, that you learn. And if that one coach just learns things in there, it doesn't have to be a lot. And gives that to his hundred students he will have over a couple of years. He influences a hundred people. I mean, it's so much. And just imagine how many people are in there and starting. That that's why I say that's so so powerful. You know, and uh, yeah. So I, oh. I'm very proud now. You know, after two and a half years, uh, I didn't plan to have that amount, right? And I didn't plan, but now the way it got. It's just part of me now, and I obviously I can't stop. And I'm <laughs> developing an app, also a tennis house app. Oh, uh, wonderful! So, okay. Yeah, since a year and two months, and it's gonna be another ten months because once if I do something, I try to do it as good as I can. Sure, so I take my time, and uh, yeah. And then about the app, 
it's going to be something similar like we have on Facebook, but there will be like so many features and, you know, and when it gets closer to be released, maybe I, I can tell you about it. And yeah, we'll talk again for sure. Yeah, for sure. So. For sure. And you have already done one conference and you're already mm-hmm. preparing for your second conference. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So the first conference was amazing. Having Brian Boland, Eric Buderak in the South here, you know, that, that was really cool. All the other guys. Yep. Andy, Brandy, Eva, you know, I don't want to leave someone out, you know, Michelle. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, the first year, you know, I was like, who was it? Who came up with the, with the, someone said, had an idea, hey, you know, why don't you just do a tennis house conference? I mean, you did already tennis house. I was like, yeah, yeah, Michael Kreider, exactly. Yep. So, oh, yeah, 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 okay. You know, and I was like, damn, I'll, yeah, I'll do it. And he's like, and then <laughs> afterwards he told me, you're crazy, you really did it, you know. But, uh, but <laughs> long story short, uh took like thousands of hours literally you of know people always is. whoever does a conference has my biggest respect doesn't oh. matter how big that is because there's so many things in there yep. the, the nice thing is you learn and now the second one i'm almost, almost done with my speakers because i learned from my first one right so oh, fantastic. I have mr emilio sanchez coming that's amazing um, yeah he was uh he was at a good friends conference at Bogard where I was supposed to speak, but I got the flu, unfortunately. So that mm-hmm. was, he was in Mississippi already, and I think mm-hmm. he'll be in Atlanta too. <laughs> and uh, um, Emilia's pretty cool, so I'm going to discuss with him. And Eva is going to come with him. She was last year. She's amazing in um, tennis psychology. Uh, discuss the topic, what we're going to, uh, what he's going to present. So he he will be here. Well, I'm very excited about that, you know, since uh, I can speak a little bit Spanish with him too. I'm, a, you know, my master is in Spanish and uh, yeah, he's a wonderful person. And, uh, you know, Lane wrote, Lane Evans, Mr. Lane wrote a wonderful article about him, you know, and uh, and I, that was really cool. And yeah, I'm just excited to, to have him here. And um, the second, you know, though that's like this, our, our really, really big speaker. And then Claudio Pistolesi, a lot some people don't know him um you know but he's obviously well known he was top 60 player in the world yeah and claudio um was a hitting partner with monica monica seller she coached uh robert sodoling uh, mm-hmm. and um simona bolelli and uh i think hantu Chova and he he he, he uh, is excellent and uh, i want him to do a little bit high performance stuff yeah. And um, the topic also, since we're early in the year, I can still discuss that with him. And uh, he's a wonderful person and he has a lot of contacts as well. And, uh, you know, like, you know, the Italian guys all know each other. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, just a great guy to, to, to have at the conference, I think. And um, then Andy is going to come back. You know, uh, he's a awesome coach, one of the best coaches I've ever met in my in my life, and I'm so fortunate to have him in my life. Um, you know, uh, Andy Andy uh, will present with Mark Kovacs. So these Mark, are amazing people. Yeah. Yes, and Mark is great. Yeah, I met him now in, uh, at LSU. Mark um, said, "If Andy is in, we will do it together," and uh, that's how it all started. And okay, they both decided to come. So. Uh, that, that has to be great because they're both uh, wonderful. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Well, yeah, um, I was thinking so many people have ball machines in their clubs and don't use it right. So I was thinking obviously about Stan Oli. Oh, and um, World Stan class. Gonna, yeah, Stan's going to come here. We have at our club the string machine. That's a very expensive one. 
one. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the genie and we have like two others. And I want him to show all the coaches that will come to the conference how you can use it. And he will specialize in doubles. So maybe he can do something with singles too. That would be awesome. Because uh. I think for us coaches, there's a lot of... Um, yeah, profit actually. If you use the machines right, those expensive ones, you can you can make a little bit profit out of it and make your members happy, since they will know how to use it. You can offer some clinics, and it just adds to the program, no matter where you are, a director or a head pro, or wherever you're working at. And yeah, I I thought that would be awesome to, to have them. Um, oh, no doubt about it. I mean, Stan Stan is some of the best in the business. He's he's yes. phenomenal. Um, which leads me to my next question. You've already mentioned um, some of the huge giants of our industry. I mean, Andy Brandy's amazing. Uh, Dr. Yeah. Mark Kovacs is one of my favorite people in the whole world. Um, so my question would be, do you have a hero or mentor in the tennis business? You've already mentioned both of them who are, who are <laughs> amazing yeah. people. Um, do you have anyone else you want to add to that list? Um. Yeah, I mentioned, as I said, Andy already, you know, Brett helped me out a lot here, but uh, Custer. Other than that, yeah, my, yeah, I have actually, my long, long time coach, uh, Christoph, he's from Poland, Christoph Jaros. Um, he coached me since I was 11 till I was 26. Wow. And had some other coaches in there too, but he was my main coach. And yeah, he's one of the coaches that um, people always forget, you know, when you when he gives the kids uh, great technique, basics, you know, he gave me all my tools and, um, you know, I think I became a pretty decent tennis player and um, a lot of people forget the first coaches mm. of players, mm -hmm. you know, I think that is very important, you know, um, those set the tone for the future. Absolutely. The, the, the first coaches are so important. You know, they, they set the tone for the footwork, proper footwork, proper technique, proper movement on the court, proper behavior. If those are, if you're not lucky enough, and unfortunately our business, you know, sometimes we do not have those really good guys and on the, on the bottom of the, the development stage, right? So, and I think they're, every program, their best coaches should do all the Red Bull, Orange, also on help at least, or, or mentor upcoming coaches you I know completely because I agree. Think this is so important how many times i'm not saying i'm a great coach but how many times did we get kids with 11 and we're like ah oh, why do i have to spend time still on the foreign <laughs> technique or why do i have to spend time to teach him the crossover step or you know why why do i have that you know why isn't he already developed right mm, so that would make mm -hmm. our life easier you know and i think that is something that is very very important in our space to set the tone and have really the best guys working uh, with, with the young kids.